Hello and welcome to the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. I'm your host, Trey Scott, joined by college basketball's all-time career assist king, Jerry Meyer, and a special guest today, 24-7 Sports CEO, Shannon Terry. Guys, how we doing? I'm doing great. Glad to have Shannon in here with us. It's awesome. kind of scary. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, we'd love for you to take a moment and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Leave us a five-star Zion-esque review. We're also available on Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you have found our podcast via the media embed player on 24-7 Sports, go to that embed player, click subscribe, and then you'll be able to go to your podcast of choice and uh, listen to us there. All right, guys, speaking of Zion, Jerry, he, con- he continues to transcend transcendence, I think. 13 of 13 from the field, 29 points, 14 rebounds, 5 steals. You ever seen anything like that? Honestly, I don't think I have uh, 13 for 13. More importantly than that is defense. I mean, his anticipation, his awareness, he's so alert. I mean, he's covering multiple spots. I saw him go out to deny the wing once, and he read the pass into the post. And then I love the quick passing, but, man, he looked great. Yeah, I mean, I think Jerry nailed it. The thing that that amazes me about his game is the ability to jump lanes. I mean, you just don't see – you know, six 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 seven. You know, two hundred sixty pound plus type players with that, anti- with that anticipation yeah. type skills. And he's going to get the ball <laughs> if it's if it's eighty twenty, and he's got a twenty percent chance. He, he's likely going to come up with it. Shane and uh, and Jerry were teammates at Lipscomb. Guys, Jerry, you noticed something on Zion at the end of the game, though. Defensively, they switched on to Syracuse's best player. Well, the guy was hurting him. <clears throat> um, Frank Howard had twenty eight points for the game, but yeah, I mean. Zion's that guy. He can guard every position, probably the best of anyone at Duke. And um, I was really disappointed in R.J. Barrett's defense. I thought, I thought that was a real red flag to me. I don't, Over, know, I don't know what Shane Overrated. He's just overrated. He doesn't get down. He doesn't cut guys off. When he does cut them off, it's with too much of a gap. I mean, I'm, I'm concerned about his defense at the next level. I wanted to ask Shannon about R.J. Barrett because the guy rolls out of bed and scores 20. But, Shannon, you did tweet a few, a few days or a week ago that you saw Duke in person and there was some, a lack of star power outside Zion. I think you got some heat from that because we're like, R.J. Barrett's a top-five pick. What are you seeing that, that you're concerned with? Look, here's the thing I have with R.J. Barrett. I think, Jerry, correct me if I'm wrong, I think if he can continue to develop his handle, I think that's probably the key to his pro career. He's not a twitchy athlete. And and so my concern is he's not a big barrel chested, you know, strong athlete. He's not a twitchy athlete and he is not a perimeter, you know, he's not a, a, a range perimeter shooter. Those are some problems. Now I know he's what, six six, six seven, you know, or I guess in NBA standards, he's, he's six eight. But I, I have I have serious problems with that. Yeah, you know, he's got to be a skilled player and highly skilled, right? And so he must continue to get better. I mean, I think he's going to be a good pro, but you know, my biggest concern is defense. He's not the most explosive player through traffic. You know, you get a body on him. You know, you, you really notice the difference between Zion and him. All those Zion stuff's freakish. And plus, Syracuse had nothing up front. That poor <laughs> center for them coming in at 180. <laughs> Is he shaving? I'm trying to. Oh, man. I, I felt bad for him. I mean, he, he, he gave it the college go. but He's got a little skill. Oh, he's not a bad player. Just a, He's 100 pounds lighter. <laughs> or more. Did, or more. Did, yeah. Regardless of what happens with Duke versus Carolina tonight and then maybe Saturday in the, in the final in the ACC tournament, are we, did we see enough last night to say, okay, Duke's back to being the best team in the country? I don't think so. I mean, okay. I, I, you know, is that I think they got some serious problems. 
Say what? Is that honor still reserved for Gonzaga? I really like Virginia? Gonzaga. I mean, it's a you know right now. I guess you know Virginia. I, I haven't looked at the odds in Vegas. I would imagine Virginia would be really high. Uh, it's a concern Gonzaga's loss, but <clears throat> I think they're a very complete team with depth and some athleticism at key positions. I don't know if Zion and RJ are enough to just carry Duke. I mean, you know, are they getting Bolden back? They might some not. Some of these guys off the bench, I, you know, I just don't know if they can get it done. I was going to ask you, did you notice any issues last night without Marquise Bolden? Well, yeah. <laughs> Zion's got to be Superman. Why you can't know? he be, though? I mean, oh, he might. Superman. Maybe he will. He might play better tonight. I don't know. But, you know, that was a great game for him to get his feet wet, wouldn't you say, Shannon? Yeah. Go against that zone and against that thin front line. Are you kidding me? A zone with one of the best rebounders? I yeah. mean, it, it was like <laughs> – that, that's the thing about it. It couldn't have been a better matchup for the type yeah. of player that Zion is. Plus, you have the factor that – He's so much more physically stronger than those other players. Those other players for Syracuse didn't want to be on a poster. And so you could see, you know, there wasn't a bull there wasn't a bull on Syracuse that wanted to match up with Zion. So you didn't see didn't that. They didn't have toughness. anyone who could, yeah. And they didn't yeah. have anyone who wanted to It'll try. It'll be different tonight. It's gonna to be fun to watch tonight. Yeah, I mean you might be listening to this and that Duke UNC game's already happened. What Jerry, do you want to call your shot? Do you have any expectation of that? Do you think Zion kind of gives him the business? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't bet against that guy. I don't, you know, I, I'm not saying Duke's going to definitely win because North Carolina's a heck of a team. Too great. I'm, I'm not a great prediction guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but I'm thoroughly looking forward to it, watching that, the game. That game has two future NBA All-Stars, in my opinion. Kobe White? Uh Chris Paul Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With more size, with yeah, with, with more size. I, I I like his game. I yeah. mean, a lot. I, I love his game as well. I think I think he's going to end up being a top. I I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up going third in the draft when really? it's said and done. Whoa. That's how much I Whoa. like him. That's so who do you have, Morant number two? Uh, Locke. Uh, to me, Morant and, and and Zion are generational type players. Their their ability. I mean, Morant's ability is Jerry's called it out. He he can play with one hand, either hand. One hand and one eye. (laughs) He's he's seeing everything out there. Yeah, I think Morant's generational as well. I mean, just his vision and timing on his passing and the way, you know, he can do stuff to create, to make that happen, to get those openings. Um, He's he's so much fun to watch to me. Is Kyle Guy an NBA player? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He was awesome yesterday. He couldn't miss. Yeah, I mean, I think he's an NBA player. I think Ty Jerome is. I don't know how good they're going to be NBA-wise. A lot would depend on the system. But, um, you know, Caruso, did I say his name right? Yeah. I mean, he plays for the Lakers. I'm seeing him out there. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys that are kind of – you know, we talked about Luke May. I think Luke May is going to play in the NBA. I mean, if the guy's doing what he's doing at this level, I think it translates. I'm not saying he's going to start necessarily. But I, I expect to see him on a roster. You, what, do you, what do you think, Shannon? Well, you heard what Coach, you know, said about him. He's the hardest working guy. You know, he's conscientious. Talking about Luke May? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, pro, teams need need guys like that. He can shoot. He'll probably become even a better shooter. At right. You know, the thing I think about guys like him is right now he's trying to do probably more than his – you know, than he really is naturally can. He gets to the NBA. He gets a specialty. And the guys that stick around – 
and contribute that aren't the super freaks have a specialty. He, ha- I think yeah. he will develop a specialty and be a knockdown shooter. I mean, could he not be like a Matt Bonner type? And that's a great yeah. effort and yeah, make the open grinder, shot. Grinder, make, and make the open pass, shot. And not going to mess up. Yeah. While we're on the uh, you know basketball ins and outs discussion, Jerry, you tweeted yesterday, don't confuse playing fast with poor shot selection. You can push it and whip it around and then shoot a rhythm open shot can slug it up and take a guarded and non-rhythm shot. Can you kind of explain, like, what, maybe what game you're watching, yeah. who you're watching? You know, I can't really. I think it was a reaction to the announcer. <clears throat> and a team just, you know, pushed the ball up the court and they had an open shot. I mean, my way of thinking is you shoot that shot. And I think a lot of times um, pace of play gets confused with shot selection. You know, like, so – if we make a bunch of passes, like we're a higher IQ team, you know, we're a smarter team, we're a more disciplined team. That's not necessarily the case. Some of the most disciplined teams are the teams whipping it down and taking a shot off one pass. You know, they have a system, they know what they're doing. To me, it's and Shannon can speak to this as a really good shooter. Still, and back in the day in college, it's about being the open and rhythm. I think rhythm. Yeah, knowing your you say. Yeah, knowing your lanes. Rhythm. Taking the shot. Yeah. When, I, I, Here's a tweet I had that I thought was pretty good. Um, there's a big difference morale-wise for a team when you miss a shot that you shouldn't have taken comparing to missing a shot that you should have taken. You know, a shot within the system, within rhythm, it's good. Oh, he missed it. That doesn't drop a team's energy. But when guys are jacking up shots, <laughs> you know, that aren't within the system, the rhythm, uh, what, you know, the consistency of what your team does, that really hurts morale. That's an incredibly critical point. And so I'm real curious, like, with, with Zion back, how Duke shooters are going to shoot. Is it going to up there? Yeah. Because now, you know, it's not so much that the ball's got to go through him to happen. You know, now they have more confidence to play within their lanes. I mean, how many charges has Reddish had over the last two to three games? You know, probably because he's trying to do a little more right. than his athleticism or his skill package. Now, you get Zion in there. You know, you ch- you change the game a little bit. I wonder if Jack White becomes a better shooter again. I right. wonder if Reddish, you know, plays more in control. The only player I'm really kind of worried about with him back is more Barrett. You know, who has to have the ball in his hands that, for a long period to have of it time. In his hands. He, he likes, likes to have, have you know, he has to have it in his hands to create and make things happen more so than I think those other guys naturally. Kind, kind of like a Tyreek Evans a little bit. A lot. You know, like that, that. He, he has a similar game. He reminds me of Tyreek, and that man, he needs to touch that leather. Yeah, Cam Reddish, and we'll move on, is an interesting test case. He was 2-for-6 from 3 last night. The game before, he was 3-for-12. He hasn't shot, you know, at a, at a decent clip since you know, Virginia Tech on February 26th. It seems like he's trying to find his shot, find his place. Yeah. I predict he's going he's gonna to have a good tourney. I think he's the player that's going to benefit probably the most from he, Zion he will coming need back. To, he will need to. And I thought last night he passed up some shots. Because his confidence. Yeah, I think – he can shoot the ball, though. Make no money. He looked at his I, I, He didn't look completely comfortable to me with Zion out there. I saw him making an adjustment. And, um, he, he be, like, like Shannon said, I mean. He knows the dog. He's, well, I'll put it this way. I don't know where it's going to go, but he has to be good for, for them tonight, for them to win. Was he, like, scared to mess up, scared to overstep, scared uh, to not yeah, be in place? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Excuse I think it's a psychological thing, but I don't know exactly why Shannon might have Look, when you're – you know, I was never the the best player on any – you know, the teams I play – have played on. When, you, when, when you're playing with guys that are the best player 
and you're conscientious, you're trying to get, you know, you're trying to play within your lanes. And so I think it's not scared. It's just it's respect. And it's, you know, and he's 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 probably in that phase like of just, you know, figuring that out. I I think he's going to I think he's going to start playing well. I really do. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a great game. I thought he looked good against Carolina. The last time they played, as far as I thought, his first step looked quicker. He, I thought he finished with a little more power. He's, I don't think he shot very well from three in that game, but I thought he gave him something off the dribble. And you know, North Carolina's going get, to get out there and guard him, yeah. and it's going to be a wild game, I think. Shannon, when you saw Duke, you obviously get to watch the guys shoot before warm-ups. I think you know, we've all seen a guy go out there and hit 15 straight. Was Cam Reddish doing that? Was RJ doing that? Like, is there a pure shooter on that team? You know, our, 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 the, you know, I watched, I watched Barrett shoot, you know, thirty, forty minutes, and you know, he was unguarded. You know, he was a kind of a twenty to thirty percent, you know, standing three point shooter. You know, during that time. In fact, I saw him miss. I think we counted thirteen out of fifteen. You know, head up threes. And the thing that I didn't like about it, and I don't, I don't remember who told me this. The one consistent with being a great shooter is you have to always keep the ball straight. And so if you you can't it you know, you get older in your career once you've learned to shoot, you're either a guy that shoots straight or you don't shoot straight. And and the variables you know with is with arc, you get it up, your feet, how well you're guarded. I just don't think Barrett's a guy that always shoots the ball straight. And so you're going to run into some you know some diff- difficulties. Reddish really looked good shooting the ball. You know, when I was watching mechanics, I think he tries to do too much um, off the dribble that messes his flow up. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. I do want to talk about Virginia quickly. They beat NC State by 20 in their first game in the ACC tournament. You guys played in a pretty fast-flowing, freewheeling system in college. Could you guys have played in Virginia's offense 20 seconds before you shoot? You know, Kyle guys running around three ball screens. I would not have been very good in that system, I don't think. I, I needed space um, and needed to play fast, personally. Like that, it would just be tough for the type of player I was. Like, I, I'm, I was the opposite of a Ty Jerome. I mean, that guy's big and strong. He just can sit there and control the ball, you know, at 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, so I was very different. I was a square. I was more like a Bobby Hurley type, you know, squirrely face up type player. So it would've been tough for me. Virginia struggled in the first half, and it was one of those games. Like Jerry, you talked about this last week. Virginia's either really good, or, or when they're taking so much time, you're a little bit concerned about them. Luckily for them, yesterday they were, they were hitting 48 percent of their, their threes. I mean, they were making it count when they milked the clock well, down to four seconds. I left. think I think they are susceptible to having a lot of trouble against a great defensive team. Now, I don't know which team is great enough defensively to give them this trouble, but the reason I say that is going back to one of our other podcasts, we talked about going up against the shot clock all the time. They play at such a deliberate pace that they kind of – their window of looking to score is like 10 seconds, it seems like. Not, not every possession, but it's, it's limited. So if a team can really D them up during the, that time – and then they have to manufacture a one-on-one shot. And, you know, they don't have. They're, they're trying to score off their action, not off creative one-on-one stuff. And when they get forced into that, that's when they can have problems, which we saw in the first round last year. You know, the, the contrarian view to that is, I think teams built that way do pretty well in the tournament, though. I, I, I think that as you get into the tournament, um, you know, fouls aren't called. It, you know, you grind it out. 
you know, the physical, physical teams, is, big is physical huge. teams is huge. You know, refs are off the whistle. That's what got Texas Tech yesterday. They just got pounded on the boards. West Virginia out-rebounded. Sorry to jump yeah, in. No, yeah. no, you're right. Points to what you're talking about because we love Texas Tech. We've been talking them up. <laughs> I love yeah. Gonzaga. My boys are getting beat. Yeah. But um, 44 to 30 rebounding margin. Yeah. And West Virginia shot a lower percentage. So you'd think defensive rebounds. Yeah. But they just got pummeled on the yeah. glass. Do, do we care about the teams like Gonzaga and Texas Tech, the ones that we really like, and then they – they bow out earlier or they don't have the result in the conference tournament that we expected. Like, Gonzaga hadn't lost since December 15th. I think Is it's a concern. One? It's a concern? Oh, I think it has to be. But, I mean, I don't think, oh, the ship has sunk. I mean, teams get beat in conference tournaments and then go on runs. But, uh, I don't know. Do I'm, think, I'm a Charles Barkley guy. You know, your stars have to play well. You know, uh, to, no doubt to, about to, that. to win. And I mean, they have a bad night. Yeah, you, you, you have a bad beat. night. You know, like, I can't wait to watch, you know, DeAndre Hunter from from Virginia play. He's one he's one of the most intriguing for me personally because I, I spend so much time watching. I watch the NBA more than I watch college. So when I watch college, I watch college for the players, not the team. And through and, the eyes of and, what and, will this guy be like in the NBA? Yeah, and how does he move up? And you know, you know, a guy that loves pickup basketball, I know what I can't do, and so it's easy for me to see what the guys that can do. DeAndre Hunter is an interesting player to me. He's he's a guy that I can't wait to see at the next level for for. A, a ton of reasons. You have him. I'm looking at your notes. You have him number three in your NBA draft. He's kind of bunched in that group, but yeah, I, I probably have him number three. I, you know, I like his body. He's strong. Uh, he's obviously very athletic. He's too mechanical. You know, for me, you can tell that. You know, the skill package is still is still developing there, but um, a lot of upside with him. I'm looking at the uh, recruiting rankings for Virginia's stars. Jerry DeAndre Hunter was the number one, uh, number ninety-one player in the twenty-four-seven Sports Composite. Did what are your recollections uh, from him? Out you of high know, school? he just um, he was good, kind of nondescript at that point. So you saw a body. I mean, you saw an athlete with a body who could be a player. Um, and, the, and the AU stuff wasn't really a dominant, you know. So. You know, we missed on him. <laughs> he should have been ranked higher. I mean, you know, obviously, but just to try to explain maybe why you would have that type of miss. He could get lost, and he and, and he can Who, be mechanical. I'm having trouble with the name. Who's the the big wing for Xavier? Uh, Marshall. Ooh, I got lost look, me there. I got to look it up. I'll Google you. you Very you. similar deal. Um, a little. Najee Marshall. Najee Marshall. Yeah. A great body. His skill game has improved. So you had the makings. You had, you had the size, the strength, <clears throat> athleticism. The players uh, on the circuit, the AU circuit, weren't really alpha, dominate, take over. Mm-hmm. And so they're, how would I put it, they're sort of elite number two, number three guys, you know, as far as scoring options. And then have you know, and, that, and that's what Hunter that. is. He's yeah. a linear type athlete. Well, and that's and what so, he's three and D. Yeah, don't you think? And yeah, gives you some athleticism along with it. You know, so I don't know that you know he's he's three on my board, but you know, you could make the case he's seven or yeah. One I just looked eight. at, he's nine, and the, like I would take him over Romeo Langford for Indiana, who I would is, too. Is still very high on the boards. Yeah. Um, I, you know, questions on Romeo shooting. <laughs> Got a few uh, coaching carousel. Buzz notes to talk about. Wake Forest has not made a decision on Daniel Manning. And then Texas lost last night to Kansas. 
they're 500, Shaka's 500 in four years, and their AD said it's ridiculous or ludicrous to comment on Shaka's job security and the season's not over yet, which is like, are you waiting for the NIT or the NCAA? The season's over. You, you know, you lost. And, and Alabama, you know, we've spent all season saying, what's going on with Avery Johnson? And Jerry Palm had, uh, at CBSSports.com has them as in from their win over Ole Miss. There's so, no way. I don't yeah. see it. I don't you think, see it. You think they need to beat Kentucky today? They have to beat Kentucky today. Because they could – and here's the thing about being in. You go out today and you look bad against a really, really good team that it, it, it wouldn't bode well for them. Have you enjoyed at all watching Alabama play this year? I, I've only seen probably four or five games. I think I think the, the biggest problem with, with those guys is they, there's just not as much skill, I think, as maybe – a lot of people in media and a lot of the fans play. There's not, you know, the the 17, 18 year old kid's got some skill. He's got some ability. He sees the game before it happens. But those other guys, I mean, get real petty and incredibly inconsistent. Has some athletic talent. the The Hall kid has some talent. There's just not a lot of really good players that can make plays. And you're going to have tons of inconsistencies. You've got a coach that runs people in and out, plays way too many players. I mean, they're just not an impressive team. There's not much at all impressive about them. What about this idea? <clears throat> they, they have some players that have skills, you know, can dribble, right. pass, shoot, jump, run. Jerry, do they but, get their teammate they have, better? That's what I'm going they, they, Do they get – They, they, they get, play yeah. in a t- tunnel vision yeah. or, like, in a vacuum. Here. There's no – Connection, and that's what really makes a great skilled player. Agree, and then we see that with Virginia, the the great Michigan teams. I mean, Villanova, the teams that win it every year, whoever that the, is. The great player, they, they come does together. His, There's a synergy. Yeah, the great player, starting the great player does his thing and makes everybody else better as well. Alabama has players that can make plays and can kind of get theirs, but there there's not. None of them are making, and there's a lot of teams in college, you know, because there's a lot of broken systems that these kids are coming into, you know, that aren't being developed. Their skill package and their teammate package isn't being developed at the level to do to be able to do those things, right? In- instinctively, yeah. Like you, when you talk about European players versus American players, I think the Europeans have a much better understanding of working together as a team. Our guy. Americans can dribble better, shoot better. We can shoot better. can shoot better. We can do freaking everything better. Defend better. Other than, I think there's a lack of that basketball IQ of realizing you don't just play in a vacuum. You don't just play in a tunnel. You know, it's all about making guys better. To go back to Zion again, which I've been known to do. Do you remember that play? He, he made that nice – I like that action Duke had going where he would go on the wing and then he'd slice down into the high post, you know, like the mid, sort of below the free throw line actually. And they hit him, and he, he's taken one dribble with his left. He'd been scoring on it all game. But instead of forcing it through two guys, which I know he could have probably drawn a foul, he saw where Cam Reddish was moving to the corner. Beautiful opportunity for him. Gave him a perfect bounce pass. To me, that you know, because Zion could have shot that easily. No one would have said a word. You're playing he's for the season. He's thirteen for thirteen. Yeah, right. you're playing for he's this season. He's trying to get Cam going. Yeah. He's playing he, for he's the like, season. This he is knows. a great chance, and he gave him just that perfect bounce pass. I thought that was a huge high IQ basketball play and a team play, a winning play, making your teammates better. Play. Here's the thing: he may not could articulate even what he's doing. It's just natural. It's instinct. It's he's instinct. just a natural player. He's just a natural. He had it. He had it as a yeah. junior in high school. He had that instinct. 
Well, I mean, while a lot of people were just regarding Zion as a dunker, you saw that instinct. Oh, yeah. You know, (laughs) this is true. I loved Zion the summer going into his junior year in high school. Ranked him number one, loved him. I didn't even know he could dunk. I mean, I knew he could dunk, but I didn't even know he was the phenom dunker. I loved his game. I mean, he knew how to use screens. I I mean, I can see him right now. Like old Lipscomb basketball camp, curl cutting off screens, flare. You know, he just knew how to play. He knew how to move without the ball. Of course, he was rebounding. I loved how he could put the ball on the floor and make passes. I, I just thought he was a really, really good basketball player. And, you know, I didn't feel like I saw anyone better than him. And then I see the highlights of the dunking when he became that YouTube phenom. And, um, it was a little ironic to me. So I, I kind of knew, I had a good feeling. I would, I would have bet money that this, I didn't know he'd be this dominant. But I knew he could play basketball. I tell you, I just saw three years down the road, but there's going to be some amazing like pick, it, pick action in the NBA where he slips a screen or two, and it's going to be. It's going to be light. It's going to be lights out on some people, and then, and then you're going to see him have the ball on pick and roll. And you're going to see him. He's going to be able to set the pick, slip the pick. Get That's going back. to be deadly. Yeah, by the get way, get it back and yeah. come pick him. I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to be able to do a lot with Zion. And then you know, I, I was a little scared early on because he's not. I don't think he's a natural perimeter shooter. He's got some. Oh, he's got sure. some funky action, that's and he's going to have to get better. Uh, he's going to have to get better at that. But I mean, it doesn't matter. It's like a learn. Ben Simmons, Greek freak. Type thing. It's like a combo. I mean, you know, even if he doesn't shoot it that well, he's still going to be doesn't a great matter. player. And I don't, you know, I expect this, you know, all those guys become better shooters. I, think I mean, I scouted John Wall, you yeah. know, Derrick Rose, guys like that. I mean, they were bricklayers. <laughs> Jer- Jerry said to me about I don't know, five or six years ago, like teaching, uh, learning to shoot is like the easiest skill there I, is of I any know. player That's when evaluating opinion. these guys down the road. And it's so true. What I like to look free throws. If a guy can make his free throws, <clears throat> then I figure he can shoot. Or if a big guy has touch, like um, when I was a coach at Vanderbilt, assistant coach, we played Florida. Udonis Haslam was their big man. I think they called him like Baby Diesel or something like that. I mean, he was a beast. Never took a shot outside five feet, but just such great touch. And then he shot like around 80% from the free throw line. So it's no surprise. Look what he's done in the NBA. He became a 17-foot. Soft hands, strong hands. Yeah, touch. He has touch. Now, if a dude's clanking free throws, then that's not a good thing. That does not bode well for becoming a shooter because if you can't make that free throw, and if you're missing, you know. Zion's going to be a damn good shooter in the NBA. That's not a zero risk. He's got touch on his free throw. It's a little flat. It's very flat. But, man, when he hits the front rim, you know, minus his clankers, you know, last night. But he makes so many free throws where it hits that front rim, hits the backboard. And then goes in. Ball he's has great touch. rotation. Yeah, he's, he he's has fun. touch on a shot. Yeah, he's fun. Good stuff, guys. We're uh, about out of time. Going to knock out a few quick notes. So in one hour, LSU, or I guess as we're recording this, LSU will tip off without Will Wade. But, Jerry, they get Javante Smart Is back. he back? He's back. He, he, he makes a difference. <clears throat> well, I don't know how much you've seen of LSU, Shannon, but they have three guys who could be point guards. You know, they did play point guard. Recruited as point guards. When you have that, if I was man, building a I team, the big man Naz Reed yeah. can pass the ball, and he can pass the ball. So if I was building a team in this this day, that's the way you build a team. Yeah. They they have what sort of Alabama guys don't have. Yeah, they, they have a feel, a feel for playing because they they 
had been point guards. Yeah. You know. And then last uh, returning as well in Nashville is uh, Reed Travis from Kentucky. You excited about that one, Jerry? Well, he makes a big difference for them, especially when they play Tennessee. But, you know, Reed Travis, you can say what you want, but Kentucky needs him on the court. You know, you can say what you want. Is they going to be good in the NBA? Can he score over athleticism and length? That dude is a dang good college basketball player, and he provides the toughness, kind of what Zion provides in the lane for Duke, what Grant Williams provides in the lane for Tennessee. Reed Travis is that guy. He's, he's the stalwart. You know, he's the bulwarks. Cool. Uh, should be a great weekend of college basketball and then leading into Selection Sunday, which is 7 Eastern on CBS. Jerry, Shannon, this was fun. Yeah. Fun to watch you guys chop it up. Thanks, Shannon. Yeah, thanks for letting me uh, thank crash you, your party. Yeah, thanks, everyone, yeah. for uh, listening insights. to the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. Uh, we'll see you soon.